Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Sunday, October 16th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from the Press Box here at Progressive Field following Game 4 of the American League Division Series. The Guardians fall to the New York Yankees by a 4-2 score. Uh, not the uh, not the SpongeBob celebration that it was 24 hours ago, uh, uh, Paul, as uh, the Guardians had, had walked off a winner on Saturday night. Uh, tonight, they... Uh, they ran into Garrett Cole once again. Uh, Garrett Cole seems to own them in the postseason. Uh, he moves to what four and zero lifetime uh, against the uh, against Cleveland in uh, in postseason uh, play. Uh, Cal Quantrill uh, gave up three runs early. Uh, his unbeaten streak at uh, Progressive Field comes to an end. Fourteen and zero in in his career. Uh, now uh, 14 and one, and that one kind of hurts more than any of the others, because this was a chance for the Guardians to to close out the Yankees and, and head to Houston uh, for the ALCS. They'll get that chance uh, again tomorrow, but it'll be in New York, where they have to beat the Yankees in the Bronx. Yeah, Game Five, uh, which is equivalent to Game Seven, and uh, it's a winner take all. Aaron Savali is going to be on the mound uh, for Cleveland. Uh, James, Jameson Tyon. Jameson Tyon will be on the uh, mound for uh, the um, the Yankees, and uh, it's going to be an interesting game, Joe. Definitely, and uh, it's just too bad they couldn't have wrapped it up here. They they tried to come back. Uh, you know, the Yankees only scored four runs, but uh, they just couldn't get that big hit. They were they had a couple chances. But uh, they just came up empty. Yeah, uh, Josh Naylor come up with a, a a solo home run off of Cole, sort of energized everybody. But uh, there were there were lapses in this game, and there were a lot of, of questions. I think uh, some some questionable, some some strange decisions, uh, particularly when it comes to uh, challenges, replay reviews in, in the game that were used maybe uh, not economically. Uh, there uh, there were. Uh, some questionable base running decisions. Jose Ramirez, when he, he broke through with the first uh, run driven in, uh, in the what uh, in the, in the third, in third inning. inning for the Guardians, uh, you know, made a made a base running blunder that you don't normally see out of him. 
so yeah, it, it 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 does feel like this one sort of got away. It sort they the, the, like they sort of let an opportunity slip through, uh, where they had a chance to maybe come up with uh, with a, one of the biggest upsets. I think in in franchise history would have been to to advance uh, tonight at home, and now they just got to have just got to do it on the road, like you said, with Aaron Savali on the mound. Uh, the other big caveat to that is uh, Terry Francona did not pitch any of his main relievers. Uh, he has the sort of a full complement lined up: uh, James Karinchek, uh, Trevor Steffen, uh, Manuel Classe, even Sam Hentges. Uh, they all got the night off, uh, and and there were other guys in the bullpen who really did step up uh, after uh, Quantrill left the game. Yeah, uh, you know, Quantrill goes five innings, gives up three runs, but Eli Morgan comes in, kind of gives up a sacrifice fly, but stops it right there, doesn't let that inning get out of control. Cody Morris comes in, two scoreless innings in his postseason debut, three strikeouts, and Zach Plesak finished up really with a strong uh, ninth inning, uh, looked uh, almost overpowering. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's a good sign if they can continue uh, this postseason run, Joe. Yeah, and, and the nice thing is he, he got uh, some development innings out of those guys, the, those young guys, but, you know, in a, in a postseason scenario. But he does have his, his main guns sort of lined up. If Savali goes out on Monday night and and can't get very deep into a game, you feel kind of comfortable with what you've got coming back, uh, being able to throw guys out there. We've seen this team go eight, nine innings at a stretch when they've needed to of scoreless relief pitching. Uh, so it, it would not be a, a, a big surprise. This is a Yankee team that, that can strike out. I think they struck out, what, ten times in, in this game? Uh, you know, Guardians Guardians pitchers can can get to these guys. Uh, there's an opportunity there, and and they got to tie on in uh, in game two. He he took the loss. He only faced three batters. Uh, didn't record an out in game two, and uh, you know I, I believe he gave up two hits. Uh, yeah, three hits, three, three straight hits, hits and uh, you know gave up uh, you know what proved to be uh, well Naylor what Naylor. Uh, what uh, the double Ramirez, Gonzalez, and Naylor all drove. You know they drove in runs, and you know Gonzalez had the uh, go-ahead run in the tenth. Then Naylor followed with uh, the RBI to make it four-two. Yeah, so there's an opportunity there. I think uh, Tyon might be a little more comfortable in a starting role, but you know he's not going to go deep. Uh, he only threw 18 pitches in that relief outing, but uh, so you know that that does sort of amount to like a, a side day, I guess, for him. Uh, so who knows how 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 late he can go? But once you get into that uh, Yankees bullpen, there's opportunities there to to sort of take advantage of some of these guys. Uh, we've seen that uh, throughout this series. Uh, Jose Ramirez again, uh, you know, one hit. Uh, Josh Naylor the home run. Stephen Kwan one for three with a run scored. You know, it looked uh, you know early on like like these guys could you know maybe you know get some traffic against uh, Garrett Cole, but. But he sort of locked in there and and retired. I believe the last what ten guys he faced, something like that. Yeah, after the home run, he he, he uh, retired uh, ten straight, and then uh, Jimenez has a single with one out in the in the seventh, goes to second on an error, and then he strikes out the next the next two guys. He's he's four and zero overall against uh, Cleveland this year, Joe. Two two and zero in the regular season, two and zero. In the postseason, and he is just a he. They 
They, you know, he's haunted them. He's. It seems like they always have some kind of pitcher. Jimmy Key, uh, you know, there's always guys that down through, uh, you know, the years. that Pedro. That, yeah, Pedro that have dominated uh, Cleveland. And uh, Cole is the latest. Yeah, this is, this is as much about Cole's swagger and presence and sort of, you know, just being out there and, and looking across the field and saying, you know, I, I own you guys. And you, you saw Josh Naylor try to sort of break some of that with that home run with his, his celebration. He was rocking the baby as he was running the bases and thumping on his chest and, and screaming at Cole and, and trying to, to sort of get something going. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was nice. It was for effect, but it didn't really uh, do anything because – because he went out there and, and really shut everybody down. Uh, you know, him walking off the mound in the uh, at the end of the seventh inning, sort of pointing into the the Yankees dugout. You know, was was just sort of emblematic of of the way he's pitched against Cleveland in his career in the postseason and really just overall. Uh, the other sort of uh, Cleveland killer uh, on this Yankees club so far in this series is Harrison Bader. Uh, he gave uh, gave the Yankees a three uh, three nothing lead with a two run home run in the second. It's his third home run of the series and his third career postseason home run. Uh, he he yanked this one. It was 429 feet, the his longest uh, home run of the season. Uh, all three of his home runs have traveled more than 400 feet in this division series. It's his three farthest home runs this season. He tied uh, Paul O'Neill and Bernie Williams. For the second most home runs by a Yankee uh, hitter in a single division series, uh, only John Carlos Stanton's four home runs in the 2020 AL Division Series uh, were, were more than Bader's right now. Uh, yeah, right now Bader is locked in, and uh, as Cal Quantrill said, he's he's hitting every mistake that they throw up there, and he got a mistake today from Quantrill. Yeah, you know he's a great addition to that Yankee team. They got him from St. Louis at the deadline. Uh, just uh, he's a New York native, and uh, I think he's enjoying playing in the pinstripes because he's certainly uh, taken taken uh, the, uh, Cleveland's pitching staff uh, to task. I mean, they can't keep him in the ballpark. No, uh, and you know he does give an added dimension to that that Yankees outfield because uh, you know they don't have to play a guy like Aaron Hicks who was just struggling horrifically throughout the season. Uh, he did get in the, the lineup today. They made a, a change. They took out Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at short. They moved Oswaldo Cabrera to short um, and and put Hicks in left field. Hicks is more of a natural outfielder than uh, Cabrera. But uh, and, and basically it was because all those bloop hits that the, uh, the Guardians had been getting uh, throughout the series that had been falling in front of uh, Cabrera in left, uh, they put Hicks out there, and and Jose Ramirez drops a bloop in front right. of him, and you know it drives in a run. It, it could have led to a bigger inning, but uh, they made the nice play to get him at first base, uh, and that's when the uh, the challenge happened at at first. Uh, and and Tito Tito's usually been pretty good this year about knowing when uh, to pull the trigger with the challenge. Uh, I think the the general consensus when he decided to challenge that, uh, at least in the press box, was. Uh oh, this is this is going to be one you're throwing away here, Tito. Yeah, that it, you know it looked like Jose was out, uh, and then uh, what they challenged in the sixth inning, the uh, the Aaron Judge uh, infield hit. Uh, you know, they um, uh, Rosario made a nice stop and throw. 
Uh, but uh, he was, I, but uh, Arias's foot was off the bat. Yeah, it was uh, Jimenez made the nice sliding oh, throw. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I think either way that play had been ruled. If they had ruled that Arias had kept his foot on the bag, I don't think that replay had enough to overturn it. I think if you know if they had you know called it either way, replay wasn't going to change that. Uh, and and the play the call stood. I mean they 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 didn't have enough there. I think both times the the reaction after we saw it on the replay was, oh man, uh, you know what are they doing here? They're throwing away the challenges. Um, so yeah, just uh, you know a couple of sort of head scratcher decisions. Obviously Ramirez on the bases. Uh, the the replay challenges and then when you decided to come out after the uh, the fifth inning and throw Eli Morgan who had just pitched the other uh, in, in yesterday's game as well you know that you're, you're trailing by what uh, you're, you're down by two runs at the time it's three to uh, three to three to two it was three to two at the time you're down by a run and you know Morgan gives up that run uh, it, it sort of almost signaled like the the white flag was going up there. Anytime I see Eli Morgan going in in that situation, uh, it, it sort of waxes that to me. So maybe he was playing for this uh, this all-or-nothing game five. Maybe Tito was was yeah. thinking to himself, hey, you know, we might have an advantage with Savali going against uh, Tyon in that game, and, and that's what he was playing for. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of you're, you're only down 3-2, uh, you know, Morgan is kind of, you know, had very, very hot at the beginning of the year. You know, then hit the, some rough spots. It's kind of bounced back a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that was uh, an interesting move to put him in in that situation. Tito had, had talked uh, to, to us in his office uh, before the game uh, about his use of Eli Morgan early in the season, and he said he admitted that he probably rode him a little too hard. Uh, he was the hot hand at the time, and... And he probably, you know, pitched him maybe a little too much early on, uh, and and he paid the price for that later in the season, uh, because he said, you know, Morgan's not the biggest guy. He's, yeah. uh, you know, not a, a, you know, very. He's not Trevor Steffen or, or Sam Hench's, uh, you know, in terms of size. But uh, he came out after the after the, the scuffling in the one inning, and and you know, he struck out Aaron Judge. He he looked pretty good. So, um, or I'm sorry, he struck out Stanton. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you, you kind of got to ride with what you got there. Uh, I just really didn't, didn't understand why you were thrown in the towel in the fifth inning in this game, uh, is what it seemed to me when you, when you went to Morgan and you knew your guys weren't doing much of anything against Cole. Yeah. And I don't know if he, you know, that, that is, and, uh, I think it, Maybe they were just pointing for uh, Game Five, Joe. Maybe you know you always try to. I think you try. You have to try to win every game, and you know Francona has said that time in and time out. Uh, so you know, and it's four-two. You know, it's only still only a two-run deficit they lose by. So I'm not sure. Maybe maybe they, he just wanted to keep those three guys fresh. Okay, uh, five consecutive uh, elimination games between the Yankees and. Uh, Cleveland have gone uh, the way of New York. Uh, dating back to the 2017 Division Series, uh, Cleveland got out to a 2-0 lead in that series, went to New York, only had to win one game there. We all know what happened. Uh, Judge robbing a Francisco Lindor home run at the wall, uh, Greg Bird hitting a home run, and yeah. and then Gio Urshela, uh, you know, forgetting how to play defense after you know being brilliant in the field all year. 
that collapse happened. Then you fast forward to uh, 2020 in the division series, or I'm sorry, in the wildcard series here at Progressive Field, and uh, you, you you had a, what uh, you had Carlos Carrasco on the mound. You thought you you felt pretty good. Brad Hand goes out and and blows a save at the end of that game, yeah. and and the Yankees uh, win and eliminate uh, Cleveland in that game. And now you've come to uh, you know uh, uh, an elimination game here. Uh, the the second uh, you know the, the the opportunity to send New York home and you can't get it done. And now you've got to take a team with the youngest average age of any club in the in the majors. You got to take them back into the belly of the beast and and try to beat New York in in the Bronx. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be. Uh, it's not easy. But they did that. You know, they split the first two games there. You know, it's not a series until each team wins. Uh, wins on the, uh, on, the the, on the road, and that's that's what's happened in this series. Uh, you know, the Yankees win tonight. Uh, Cleveland won Game Two in New York. Uh, so I don't think I don't think this team gets intimidated. I mean, I, I think uh, you know the, that's a tough place to play. It's loud. It's it's boisterous. It's noisy. Yeah, the fans are 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 not not exactly. Uh, this isn't you know a a, a tuxedo. They, they don't wear yeah. tuxedos to this to this ballpark. So you know they get on you. But uh, I thought I think uh, they played very well there, and uh, you know I think I think they're, they're gonna they're gonna play well. I don't know if they're gonna win or lose, Joe. But I don't think they get blown out in this thing. No, I, I think they they will play another close tight game. I don't think it's a, a blowout unless. You know, unless the the home run balls start flying out of there, that that's the only thing that uh, that could change things. Uh, yeah, so here we are, uh, Game Five, uh, Monday night. All eyes in in Major League Baseball will be on uh, Yankee Stadium, uh, the only game in town. So, uh, Hoinsey will be there uh, live and in person. Uh, we will have all of our coverage here on Cleveland.com, uh, and and hopefully it's it's on to uh, Houston after that. But a uh, lot to lot to get through before then. Uh, before that time, uh, Hoinsey, we will uh, check back in uh, from uh, either either we're going to talk to you uh, from the Bronx or we're going to talk to you uh, back here in Cleveland as they're packing up their lockers on Tuesday. All right, Joe.